Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories. Hear me? It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Always leave with your gift, your passion, your belief, what you want to do. Don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. That's what I tell you every week. I keep telling people, maybe one day everybody will listen and understand it's all about you. It's all about your effort. My interviews with on Money Making Conversations provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. My next guest, he's a CEO. He's an entrepreneur. And more importantly, he's an industry decision maker. That's a person, a change maker. My next guest is Xavier Peoples. He's a private wealth advisor at Capital Group Private Client Services. Xavier works directly with high net worth individuals and families to create customized plans for protecting and growing their wealth. He has been recognized by Black Enterprise 100 Modern Man and Atlanta Voice 50 Under 50. Today, he is the founder of HBCU Change, focused on raising $1 billion for HBCUs over five years. HBCU Change is a Black-owned app that rounds your purchase to the next dollar and donates the change to your historical Black college or university, which is an HBCU of your choice. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations. He didn't ever attend an HBCU, but he's like me. I did not attend an HBCU, but my passion and my uplift is about creating change. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Xavier Peoples. Glad to be here today. You're sporting, the, you're sporting the support. You've got the HBCU cap on. Man, I swear you must have went to like FAMU, a Mo House, <laughs> uh, a Howard, a Tennessee State, a Jackson State, Mississippi Valley State, Grambling, Prairie View. Oh, man, Texas Southern. I, 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 I can run out of names. There's 104 of them, but I know them all. How about you? Can we take a, can we do like a HBCU, uh, uh, Tim? You know, you name HBCU, I name HBCU. Then we see who PWI attendee right out of schools. <laughs> how you doing, sir? I'm doing awesome. How you? How are you doing today? We're great, man. I'm great because I'm talking to an individual uh, who's trying to create change. You know, 2020 was a was a was a even before she was announced as a president, uh, vice president elect by uh, Joe Biden. You know, HBCUs came to the forefront of acknowledgement by a lot of large donations from a lot of wealthy people in 2020 during the pandemic. What's your take on that, Xavier? What, what I'll say is the, the big donations are good, and we applaud the big donations again and again and again. And I, and I will tell you, most schools would applaud big donations as well. But there are a couple of things that I need to point out. Number one those big donations seem to go to the same five to 10 schools over and over again. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the mid-sized to small-sized schools that are in really need of those donations are, are in a, that are at the highest risk of closing, they really never get those donations mm -hmm. at all. So that's one point that I want to make. Mm -hmm. Number two, if you talk to those institutions that receive those big donations, Oftentimes, those big donations fill an immediate need and close an immediate gap. Mm -hmm. And then the next year, they still need those big donations to come on in again mm -hmm. to keep 
the operational budget going and keep the school going as a whole. And so what HBCU Change is, it gives schools consistent donations on a daily basis that will be the foundation of that school's operational budget to keep their doors open day in and day out. That's what this is all about. And I, I agree with you, you know, but uh, like, the, like the United Negro College Fund, there's 104 uh, HBCUs that are accredited. There's a, three more that are unaccredited, which will get you up to 107. Yep. Okay, but like the United Negro College Fund, I think it represents like 37 of the HBCU schools. I know it's no more than 40. So yeah. there's over 60 schools that are not getting any opportunity from any donations that are made to the United Negro College Fund. A lot of people don't know that unless you go to the sure. website. They don't publicly say, hey, give you money, but only a few schools are going to get it. And this is about trying to uh, spread the wealth, as we all talk about within the black community, trying to give everybody a shot at being successful. What, what brought this concept to you? But before we even get to that, let's talk about your background. Okay, now sure. you went to undergraduate. I think you said the University of West Georgia? Yes. And then yes. you— Undergrad, mm-hmm. undergraduate, undergraduate at University of West Georgia, mm-hmm. um, born and raised— here in the city of Atlanta. And so as you can imagine with the historic HBCUs here in Atlanta, they're, they're very close in proximity to me, but then more importantly, they're very near and dear to my heart. Um, my, my dad, he attended Savannah State University. My wife attended Spelman. My sister-in-law attended Spelman. And so I'm surrounded by HBCU grads mm-hmm. day in and day out. Okay, so you're a Spelman, you know. No, I know they're looking at you. Mm-hmm. Savannah State, mm-hmm. Mr. I know you got a scholarship, Mr. Athlete, you know, went on down there, played a little football, but then you came and you went to Cal. Now, now I, I'm having fun with this because, see, I went to the University of Houston, and, yeah. I, I, and I've done many campaigns with Stephen A. Smith, got him to be the uh, uh, brand ambassador for HBCU Week. For yeah. Ashley Christopher, Christopher's Foundation, we've done two big events on ESPN where we raised, uh, well, students have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships. Over awesome. 2,000 have been registered on the spot. So it's about passion. It's about belief. It's, it's not about, this interview is more about letting every, everybody know that if you didn't go, don't don't feel there's a need not to be a part of change, a part of opportunity. That's what this interview is about because you and I both know we never attended and we're very familiar with, hey, I went to the University of Houston. Texas Southern was in walking distance right down the street in Third Ward. Prairie View and was 45 miles north of me. And so my school, when my, my, my senior class, half my senior class went to Prairie View. Yeah. And so, so I'm very familiar with the HBCU brand, but at the time that wasn't, I wouldn't even say, you know, I went to Southern University, I went to their uh, freshman class induction ceremonies to be uh, admitted uh, to be admitted as a freshman in Baton Rouge. So I, I, I experienced it, I didn't close on it, but that doesn't mean I can't continue to do my part to support it. And that's really what's driving you, correct? A- absolutely, because at the end of the day, when, when I was coming out of high school, I actually wanted to go to Morehouse, but I couldn't afford to go to Morehouse. Mm-hmm. And so um, there, there wasn't any scholarships or anything like that that I could find at that time that made it affordable and made financial sense for me to to go to Morehouse. But obviously, um, athletics played a part into what drove me to a, a, another school. But I think if those financial opportunities were there, I would have gone to Morehouse. So that's one thing. I know you asked uh, another question earlier about my background and kind of how that relates mm-hmm. to change and how we got here today. Mm-hmm. Well, the way this actually started was um, my company, Capital Group, largest active money manager in the world. And we manage literally 
billions of dollars for institutions of higher learning, their endowments and foundation. And so we're sitting in a conference room one day and I just asked a simple question. I said, how many historically black colleges and universities endowments do we manage? Because they can truly benefit from the relationships, the resources and the research that we provide these other institutions of higher learning. And to my surprise, the answer was zero. Mm. So I got on a plane, went all over the country just to talk to HBCUs about who we are, what we could do for them, how we could truly help them. And they all stopped me in my tracks and said this. They said, hey, the research, the resources that you can provide, that's great. But we have an issue getting our alumni to consistently give back to the institution. If we can solve for that, then we can take advantage of this stuff that you're talking about today. And so I came home and it quickly went from my daytime job to a passion of mine. And I said, let me figure out how I can help these schools out because they really need some help. I sent out a survey to 5,000 HBCU alum and I asked two simple questions. Why don't you give back to your school? Why don't you give back to your school on a consistent basis? And then to my surprise, the number one answer in that survey was, we don't give back because we've never been asked. Followed by, we don't give back because we don't believe that we can give an amount that would have an impact on the school. Mm-hmm. And going back to your, your first question, I would like to say that, you know, we hear about these big mega millionaires and billionaires writing these huge checks to HBCUs. I tend, believe, I tend to believe that that has a double-edged sword and it plays on the psyche of the average alumni and the average supporter of HBCU. And they believe that if they're not cutting the million-dollar check or even the $1,000 check, that their $5, 10 or $20 a month isn't having an impact on the school. And so what HBCU Change wants to let everyone know that if we're all giving change on a monthly basis to our HBCU, those cents adds up to dollars, those dollars adds up to millions, and it can have a tremendous impact on each historically black college and university in this country. You know, it's really uh, interesting how you're taking that and to just bring a point out another non-HBCU uh, person who's out there shining a bright light is Chris Paul, NBA All-Star yes. Chris Paul. He's Absolutely. doing, In fact, he's doing a joint venture with Stephen A. Smith that's airing on ESPN Plus called Why Not Us about yep. the uh, North Carolina Central State University, North Carolina Central University. They call me state, boy, they come and get me for that. North Carolina Central University's uh, rise to the uh, run on the March Madness basketball season, which COVID really messed up, but that makes for a good story, and this series is on now ESPN+. Now, when I I look at you and and I look at the whole prospect of, you know, donations, because you you graduated from Cal, I graduated from the University of Houston. I know exactly what they're talking about. They constantly ask me for money. They constantly ask me to speak. They constantly ask me so much that I eventually wrote a check for $250,000, okay, for an endowment. So there has to be a plan in place, and it has to be people built it. I remember remember the president of my school said she had a billion-dollar campaign she wanted to be in place. She said she wanted to bring a medical school to the campus of the University of Houston. That was, I remember she approached me in 2012 because I was doing the Steve Harvey talk show in Chicago and I hosted an event for her when she was in Chicago. And guess what? Fast forward 2020, there's a, she's passed the billion dollar fundraising mark. She has a, we have a medical school on the campus of the University of Houston. Yep. That is absolutely true. You have to have a plan in place. What I don't want people to do is act like black people don't want to give. Black people don't want to support. How are you asking and what plan, long-term, not some short-term, long-term nurturing plan that you have in place to get, get black people to give or donate on a regular basis? Uh, what are your thoughts? So um, it, it's funny. Uh, I received a, a call from 
Princeton not too long ago, mm-hmm. and they've seen the um, publicity that we've received for HBCU change, mm-hmm. and they just wanted to kind of talk to us about what we're doing and how we're galvanizing so many people to download our app, make their debit and credit card, and give change back to historically black colleges and universities. But the thing that struck out, stuck out to me the most during that conversation, I just asked the question, I said, how many people do you have in your your office of advancement, which is typically in charge of raising money for the school? And they told me that they had 149 individuals that work in that department that are solely focused on raising money for the endowment and the operation of that school. Typically, at um, historically black college and university, they have one or two people. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so... What we what we need to do is immediately is and I'm sure University of Houston, they probably have probably upwards of 100 or so people who are Mm -hmm. in charge of that as well. And so we need to be able to raise money for this, these historically black colleges and universities so they can build out their infrastructure and their apparatus to actually target and go after these individuals to raise money. Another thing that we're doing here at HBCU Change is we're becoming an extension of the school by helping these schools to organize data. You can't raise money if you don't have good data on your alumni and your supporters and you know where are these individuals geographically located. Do you have good email addresses and good phone numbers on these individuals to contact them, to ask them for money, and to organize to raise money? And so what we're creating is a dashboard and a database for each HBCU so they can have the the foundation infrastructure to build it out and to raise more money for their school in the home. Now, here's, here's, here's the key conversation in all this, okay? You told me the background, private wealth advisor, one of the largest yes. capital group private client services. Got that. Yes. Then you yes. say, hey, I went around several colleges and find out what's going on. They say they are, this app that was designed, is yes. it your app or is it tied to capital or group private client services, or how did that come out? How did the development of that app come about, and what makes it secure? Because that's what people always thought. You know, I don't. It's, Great you know, question. You got the Russians attacking. They talking about fake, fake voting. You know, it's so much distrust sometimes in technology that you, when you hear something new like this that's positive, how do you work yourself through that process? But tell us how it all got started from a technical standpoint. Absolutely. So, no, this app does not have anything to do with Capital Group at all. Mm-hmm. This is solely um, an app that I've bootstrapped and financed out of my pocket. And I have mm-hmm. a great team of eight individuals around me who help to build out this app. Shout out to my guy, Troy Wilson, who is the actual developer of this app. Now, when it comes to security, uh, we have two of the most secure platforms out there, the same platforms that you use for your online banking we use for HBCU change as well, and that is Plaid and Stripe. And so Plaid and Stripe are the most secure platforms out there when it comes to cyber cybersecurity, particularly in uh, financial technology. And our app is just secure as your online banking. That's how we pretty much describe it when we're talking to the end user. Right. And that's important, the end user. So, so one uses this. So now we're getting into the tech now, the application part. Because you're yeah. saying that by using this, the change, it rounds it up. If you spend 45 cents, it'll round it up to a dollar, I'm assuming. And that that's 55 cents will be donated or go into a, a, an account or to the school of your choice. How does that work there? Yeah, so great question. 
again, you're right. You buy a cup of coffee for $3.50, right? Mm -hmm. So we round that transactions up to $4. Mm -hmm. That 50 cents goes to the HBCU of your choice. So you will go in and you will link your debit and or your credit card to the app. And basically every transaction that you have, we're rounding every one of those transactions up to the nearest dollar. And we're giving that change to the HBC of your choice. What we found on our app is that the average person gives about $27 per month per card on the app. So Mm -hmm. if you have your debit card connected based on all the transactions you have on a monthly basis, more than likely when you round up that change, you're going to give about $27 per month. So using Clark Atlanta as as an example, Clark Atlanta has 40,000 alumni um, at Clark Atlanta University. Right. If we were only get 10,000 of those individuals to sign up and on average, they're giving $27 a month, that's $3 million a year going to Clark Atlanta University, which ultimately has a, a huge impact on Clark because that's money that they otherwise were not getting on an annual basis. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm Xavier. I'm speaking to Xavier. You know, he's the developer of HBCU Change. It's this app. And his goal is to raise $1 billion for HBCUs over five years. So I'm really trying to I'm not, I'm not trying to grill on you. I'm just trying to see how it works. No, let's because, talk about it. I'm, I'm ready for it. Okay, because, you know, because, okay, now, because I, I use my credit card. I go in. This is using your credit card, right? Yes. I go you into credit card. credit in your debit card. Okay, That's cool. Correct. I go into, let's say, Lowe's. I went in Lowe's yesterday. I, put, I bought some plants. I paid for my plants. How, how does it get to the me paying for my plants with my credit card to the app? That's, that's the part that's confusing me. All right. Good question. So what happens is you would do your daily transactions. Once your daily transactions, the change from your daily transactions, once it totals five dollars, mm-hmm. then immediately that money goes from your your bank account right to your school's Stripe account. Right. Okay? And from there, it, it starts over again. So every transaction you make, once those roundups total five dollars, that's when the money transfers from your bank account to that school Stripe account. And that's but you understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is that I hear the roundup. I hear where it's going to go. I'm, my disconnect is becoming like when I charge the credit card and the app. They're two different things, okay? How yeah. does the app know I made a charge? I guess that's the question. I apologize. Oh, good question. No, no worries. So, all right, I'm, I'm going to back up a little bit and try okay. to explain it just a little bit better. And okay, that cool. is you have, let's just say, say you have multiple credit cards, right? Yes, sir. So you have your multiple credit cards and then you have your funding source, which is essentially your checking account. Right. So that what the app does is it looks at the transactions that you have on your credit card and it says, OK, you went to Starbucks and bought coffee for three dollars and fifty cents. We're going to hold this 50 cents to, to the side. Mm-hmm. You went to Lowe's and you bought a flashlight for twenty seven dollars and seventy five cents. We're going to hold this twenty five cents, cents to the mm-hmm. side. And then once all of those transactions total $5, then it triggers for that $5 to move from your checking account to your school Stripe account. So if you want to um, support Texas Southern, for an example, it goes from your your checking account to Texas Southern's Stripe account, and then Texas Southern takes possession of that $5. Now, you sit on a lot of boards, you know, most notably Citizen Trust Bank, Advisory Board, the Atlanta Police Foundation, Young Guns Board. So you always have been involved. You've always wanted to give back. Why is that important to you? And I'm not just talking about HBCU, but you have a a built-in, you know, DNA of of, of saying, my success 
is great, but helping other people to be successful is even better. So, so there are a couple of things to that. Number one, when you see issues in your community, you know, a lot of times you just have to ask the simple question, what are you going to do about it? And the best way to uh, contribute to being a part of the solution is just being that a part of the solution and getting involved on boards that makes decisions on the impact on your community day in and day out. So Mm -hmm. that's one. Number two, I live a, I believe in reciprocity and that is um, what you give out, you get back. And I believe that I'm blessed in my life because I give, I give, I give, I give more. And so I would never have to want or wait on anything because I've already put the good energy out into the atmosphere. And then lastly, I love my people. And at the end of the day, I think that that's the most important thing that I have love for black, historical black colleges and universities, black businesses, mm-hmm. black institutions, the black church, period. Because I understand that I am who I am because of those institutions. And and yeah, you're right. I did not go to HBCU, but more than likely the person that came before me, the first private wealth advisor, the, the, the first private banker, probably had some connection or, or went to a historical black college and, and university. And so that's not lost on me at all. And so I understand the importance of these institutions. And so I feel that it's my obligation to support these institutions day in and day out. Yeah, your father went to Savannah State, which is HBCU. Your wife went to Spelman. You know, you an HBCU, HBCU change has secured partnership with brands like Seagram's Gym, Watch the Yard for Creative Program. Tell us about that and, and also your speaker series, Keys to Growth. Absolutely. So we'll start with Keys to Growth. Keys to Growth is beyond just raising money for HBCUs, we want to give the schools, the administration, the alumni and supporters, good information that they can use. You know, it's one thing, the old saying that um, you can give someone a fish and they can eat for a day, but you can teach them how to fish and they can eat for a lifetime. What we do is we go out and find the best thought leaders in the world and we do a monthly conference for those thought leaders to come and give great information to HBCUs, presidents, administration on how they can better monetize their brand, how they can use finances to better leverage those finances to to better position HBCUs over the long haul. And so um, our our most recent um, Keys to Growth series, we had Damon John from Shark Tank and a gentleman by the name Mm -hmm. of Gary Vanderchuk, who's a a marketing genius. And he talked to HBCU presidents about um, using licensing to um, leverage their brands and to make money. Most recently, we've seen um, Nike and LeBron James um, partnership with Florida A&M University. Mm-hmm. And that's a great example of how um, an HBCU um, partnered with Nike and they're going to use their licensing um, brand to ultimately make money for, in this case, the athletic program at Florida A&M University. Well, you know, when you have an app trying to uh, generate revenue called HBCU Change, it's natural to come to money making conversation. Okay, we're talking money making conversation. How are you getting it out? Because I'm definitely going to drop this in my newsletter, and I got a platform called HBCU Awards that's a, it's about black excellence. Yes. It's if you can go there, it's hbcuawards.com. I'm going to feature this on here. I'm going to get my staff to sit down with you and see if we can put this on our website. 
And uh, because I think this is really cool, uh, my executive producer, she's a HBCU grab, Hampton University. Uh, my social media person, she's from Savannah State, as yep. you said earlier, your father attended the HBCU. So, but I, I think this is something that uh, you, you'll hear from her because if this is something, I want you to go, it's called hbcuawards.com. It right. promotes black excellence in the in the area of academics as well as black excellence overall. It's a combination of what we're talking about. You know, I uh, we talk about barbershop, beauty salons, uh, uh, STEM programs at academics. We talk about the marching bands. We talk about all the business schools. We talk about everything that involved and excels the medical side, the nursing side of HBCUs. And so that's what I'm about. And so when I see something like that. If this is an opportunity for us to promote and give you a, a, another relationship that's legitimate, that brings yep. credibility to your brand, we should talk. And we should talk about uh, giving you a link and that goes to your website and let people figure out how to register and also put you in our newsletter. But HBCU Awards, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, uh, Samantha Taylor, my EP of the show, Money Making Conversation, is the one who brought you to my attention. She said, Rashawn, he's kind of like you. He's not yeah. an HBCU grad. I, I feel you guys should connect, and that's why you're on this call. But more importantly, you're on this call so us, you can use our synergy to help your brand win because our goal is just to get these young people an opportunity to get a higher education, spending the least amount of money. Absolutely. And, and, and our and our goal is to raise a billion dollars for HBCUs over the next five years. You know, a lot of people say a billion dollars. How can you do it? Why are you even trying to do it? And I always say that you, the how is by having these conversations that we're having right now and mm -hmm. getting the awareness out to on it, as many platforms as possible so people can know that, hey, this is the goal and we can do this and we can achieve this goal in five years. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited and I, I want to say that um, I owe you the, the deepest gratitude as possible. And I, and I count it an honor and a privilege for you to allow me to sit here and be on your platform today because I know you have a huge platform and, and I feel that it's important for uh, me to get on this platform and, and, and give the HBCU gospel and HBCU change gospel and let people know that just a couple of cents can go a long way in supporting HBCUs over the, across this nation. Well, not only a couple of cents, but you know, your brand. And so that's why I'm sitting up here looking, as, as doing this interview, throughout this whole interview, Xavier, I'm just thinking, how can I help him? How can I do it? And I went, oh, you know, so let's, let's put a link on the website, because I have a yep. link already, already that goes to Dr. Teresa Price, and she does the Black Expos. And okay, the Black nice. Expos, you can register on the spot. And so yeah. that's that's another opportunity I'll probably connect you with her, you know, because just trying to associate your brain, because we all got the bottom line, man. We're just trying to help these young people to that's go right. to get education and change their lives effectively. You know, give them yeah. an upper hand. You can go to college. And I'm not saying you have to complete complete your education, but I'm just telling people, go to college. Because college changed my life. I'm not going to lie to you, Xavier. I would yeah. not be the man. It took me seven years to graduate now. Don't tell me. It wasn't, it wasn't an in and out now. It wasn't an in and out now. But, it, but because I went there, I saw so much more to what I saw growing up in a black neighborhood. I saw yeah. so much more. And uh, that, that diversity of being able to communicate with so many different people, people who look like me, people who didn't look like me, allowed me to be the person I am as a father, as a parent, as, as a husband. All those good things as a business person has led me to do through education. And that's that's right. this, this interview is about education. And right. HBCU is the brand that's being underserved, underrecognized for the black excellence and the contributions. Because, you know, I always tell people, 80% of the congressmen are black. HBCUs, 80% of yeah. the doctors, 
HBCUs. You know, or seventy percent of the of the of the of the, of the teachers. It's, it's just a list that goes on and on. How a small population of students graduate from HBCUs, but they dominate the black workforce. That's, That's powerful, right. brother. That's powerful. That's right. And and imagine if HBCUs were not around. Yes. Then where would we be as a community? Right. With those stats that you just rattled off. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there are many more stats that essentially HBCUs are the bedrock of the black ecosystem and the black economy. And so um, without HBCUs, we're nothing and, and, and they're needed. And so we need to do any and everything to, to do two things. Number one, um, supporting HBCUs and, and people kind of being a drum major for HBCUs. That's that's a trend, right? That's in bold mm-hmm. right now. It's our job to make sure that it's not just a trend, but mm-hmm. it's something that's here to stay for decades and generations to come. Yeah, I like I said, I, I'm developing HBCU radio network. You know, so far I'm up to 13 stations with money making conversations. So I'm telling you, man, I'm on a mission. That's why I love talking yeah. to you, brother. I'm on a mission to make change, and uh, and I'm a you. You already got your thing happening, but brother, anything I can do for you, Xavier, I am going to do. That's why I'm letting you know my newsletter, my website, my social media, and plus I got a, my radio network that goes. It's an hour show that that I program exclusively for HBCU. So you know this interview will be on that platform as well as my national talk show platform. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to tapping in with both you and your team. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ready. So let me know when and where. <laughs> uh, both me and my team will be there. Okay, cool. Well, my office is here in Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm, I'm based in Atlanta. I'm nice. up in Peachtree uh, Corners, Georgia, which okay. is Norcross. So we'll yeah. definitely connect. And I got to go to Atlantic City this weekend. But next week, we'll try to connect. So I just start sitting. You know, everybody knows my brand and what I'm trying to do. I've been fortunate in this business to uh, uh, be uh, perceived as somebody who's successful. So uh, I, I use that talent uh, uh, to uh, be able to give other individuals like you platforms and that's what money making conversation is okay thank you so much well i'm looking forward to connecting with you soon when you get back thank you and i uh, thank you xavier peoples for coming on my show hbcu change he's making a difference five what, what is it is, is a, a billion dollars i mean how many dollars do you do a, a billion dollars in five years that's a billion dollars in five years you know yes, sir. you can do it it's a number man it's a number and that's it's it. a number you know you know what happens man is that uh people Try to think, you know, just you're talking about cents. And, that, you know, cents add up to dollars and dollars adds up to five and tens and 15, 20. And that's what that's how you galvanize people to, to participate is that you don't encourage a lot. You just encourage some, encourage yeah. some level of participation. And I know you launched a campaign like on, uh, uh, on Give Tuesday of 2020. Yeah. The same day I did a big campaign for Voorhees College and nice. I was able to raise a million dollars for them in that oh, campaign. Awesome. So, my man, you're looking at the right dude, man. I care. Right. I'm going yeah. to have him send over a deck to you just to show you our HBCU radio network, just so you can see what we're doing. Look at our platforms that we're creating for black excellence so we can win together. Okay? Let's do it. All right, Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Hey, if you want to hear more Money Making Conversations interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. <laughs>